Hey everybody, this is Higher Score. Welcome. We are a totally righteous, family-friendly gaming podcast, and this is episode number 001. So welcome. Thanks for being here with us. I'm your host, Mad King Bob. I'm your prettiest host, Prophet of Rage. <laughs> and I'm your favorite host, T-Rex. Nice. We are three Christian console gamers on a mission to have some fun, build an awesome community to have fun with, and change the world through gaming. We're going to talk a little bit later in the show about how that actually does happen. Um, for now, I do need to disclose to you that if you're expecting the views and the opinions of like Microsoft, a manufacturer, a publisher, a developer or something, hopefully you're going to be happy to know that you're not going to find any of that here. All the opinions that are expressed here on the show and in our community are ours alone. So we have an awesome show prepared for you this week and every two weeks with three big segments lined up. So the first segment is our news and marketplace segment. And this is where T-Rex and Profit tag team through all of the current events in gaming and the best deals that are available in gaming. So uh, all of that is without any bias from any sponsors. So take that, sponsors. The feature segment is something that we change up every time we do an episode. And this week, T-Rex is going to debrief us on his experience in the Division 2 closed beta. And uh, we're going to all talk a little bit about our um, different experiences with Anthem at various stages. Um, as you know, it's already out, so we get a chance to talk about that now. Um, the third segment's our community segment. This is our variety section. We're going to switch it up every episode, just kind of keep it fun keep it light for episode one we're going straight to the mailbag uh we have gotten a few questions already from some of you guys and we're going to answer every single one of them right here on the show so all of that and more is coming up starting right now All right, so first up is our news and marketplace rundown i'm going to flip it over to t-rex uh t-rex what's the news well, you, we couldn't do a show about gaming without mentioning the number one story of the last month, and that story is Apex Legends, which is a Titanfall Battle Royale spinoff that came out of nowhere uh, a couple weeks ago on February 4th, and it's just unbelievable numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. First eight hours of its release, a million downloads. Overnight, that had doubled, and within a week, they'd hit 25 million downloads. Nice. Uh, I downloaded it and deleted it. <laughs> really yeah i i downloaded it uh that first night didn't play it until the second day it was available but you know i've liked what i've played of it so far mm -hmm. even twitch has been getting in on the apex legends phenomenon it sponsored an event where 48 of their most prominent streamers played apex legends against each other mm. um it had huge views and i wasn't invited it's so weird yeah i i guess we're just gonna have to get on twitch <laughs> but that's i think that's the prerequisite for getting an invited to the twitch events technicality um, yeah technicalities um epic games who publishes the number one game in the battle royale genre fortnite they still have a comfortable lead uh they've got 200 million downloads and they've had more concurrent players than total downloads of Apex Legends. But it seems that both companies are gearing up for war. A battle royale, if you will. Of the battle royales. Indeed. We're so meta. Wow. <laughs> um, Epic Games, the publisher of Fortnite, has offered Battle Pass to returning players 
And Respawn, the developer of Apex for their part, have already teased new characters, a season, a first season of competition coming in March, mm-hmm. and they've already released some new material with the Havoc Energy Rifle. Yeah. So this yeah. looks to be a lengthy battle for Battle Royale dominance. Yeah. The second in my head when I saw the Xbox uh, home screen that said free battle pass play now. I just heard the song start playing in my in my mind. It was baby come back. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and it's funny because I thought free battle pass, but it's not going to be that easy. Um, there is a series of challenges in um, Fortnite that you have to complete called overtime challenges. Um, and I'll tell you, they are varied and some of them are difficult. Effort intensive. Then. Yeah. So it's like get your free battle pass to play later by busting your tail now. And by the way, if you want to have any chance of actually getting the battle pass, you're not going to have enough time to play Apex Legends. That's basically how that was done. Well, that's, that's pretty why shifty. You, that's why you got to read the fine print. This has been said about Epic. They are business geniuses. So hats off to them for giving that a shot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like it because it's like a Coke versus Pepsi, McDonald's versus Burger King thing. And so far, Fortnite has just been like the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the competition is always healthy. good. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, other news. Because we all know yeah. PUBG okay. doesn't have any competition for them. So <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not anymore. Um, so Anthem is out. You can check out our Anthem early release first impressions video. Uh, it's a review on our YouTube channel. All I have to do is look for higher score gaming uh, and you'll find it. And great news. If you actually search us out by name, we have moved up, gentlemen, in rank. We are now second on the first page. Uh, hey. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> so um, that is that is good news. So it's going to be easy for you to find us. Uh, we're the only channel if you're searching by that name, which is great. And while you're there, give us a like and subscribe. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, we would like that if you would subscribe. So that would be super awesome. Uh, we're going to have more content coming. We have a uh, Final Fantasy IX reissue for the... Uh, uh, Switch and Xbox, the, just it just dropped on February 13th, so it's fairly new. I've spent about 10 hours in there now and did a review after about five hours, so I've got some stuff. Uh, it's kind of tailored toward a few different kinds of gamers. So Other news, uh, Nintendo of America president and COO, I, I can never say that. I always want to say CEO, but it's Coo. COO, the coup, Reggie F- how do you say this? Phil's aim. Phil's aim. Phil's aim. Okay. Is retiring. Fils aim. <laughs> aim. If you're French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought, it, yeah, sure. There you go. Um, he's retiring. Whatever his name is, however you pronounce the it. The Reginator. <laughs> the Reginator, right. He's retiring as of April 15th. And uh, Nintendo's current senior VP of sales and marketing is in taking his role. What's his name? You can't write stuff like this. His name is Doug Bowser. They're trolling us, aren't they? I think that's actually his name. I I don't know. I think that sounds like a trap to me. <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of trap? Are we talking like a pit of spikes or a pipe that has a Venus flytrap that comes out of it and eats you? I mean... It could be one of those crazy flying fish in one of the water levels. Okay. So... It's interesting. Bowser has been described as being with Nintendo since 2015. And that makes me wonder where all these journalists have been because Bowser has been with Nintendo since 1987. At the very least. Always hiding the princess in another castle. (laughs) Yeah. So this is news. Um, You know, if you 
Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say Bowser must have an excellent lawyer since he's never been brought up on charges of kidnapping. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> or extortion. Yeah. Yeah. If you do go to Nintendo's Twitter, you can actually see the Reginators touching goodbye video. It's actually pretty good. Um, I had a Lone Ranger, like a single tear come oh. down my cheek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So that is the gaming news uh, for this week. Just some updates on the biggest items. And we do have a little bit of community news. Well, of course, the first piece of community news is this is episode one. Yay. But um, you guys are super thrilled about that, aren't you? Yay. I had something in my eye. Oh, my God. Okay. It's so glorious. It's so glorious. We're very reclaimed here. Okay. So that was our gaming news update for this episode in community news. I wanted to share that we actually have a Discord chat server now. Um, All you have to do is go to the contact page on our um, uh, website, which is higherscoregaming.com. And you'll see a little Discord icon on the contact page. You just click the little link that says click here. And we roll out a red carpet for you and invite you warmly to join us in chatting. And in the meantime, two of us will learn how to use Discord. (laughs) yes two of us will oh my gosh we're gonna make you subject matter experts yet should i tell our audience that we actually recorded this entire episode last night and what happened oh uh somebody's computer decided that it just wasn't gonna play ball and someone someone who will not be named t-rex No, uh, are you okay? Do you need a lot? Totally me. I'll own up to it. Yeah, my computer blew up on me. Yeah, so uh, he went to save the audio from his episode, uh, from his side of the episode, and it crashed, which meant that we had a hour and 20 minute conversation about gaming that we loved and wanted to share with you guys. And instead, here we are again. So if it sounds like we're fake laughing, it's because we're fake laughing. Ha 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 ha. Kidding. Thanks, Obama. Kidding. We're <laughs> trying new jokes, but they're so much more cringy than the ones we had written. So in, important yeah. to note. Um, other thing real quick. Oh, just a shout out real fast. Uh, we had a chance to connect with a couple different groups. One was a Facebook group called Christian Game Developers, which is literally not folks that are making a Noah's Ark matching game. But it's guys that are um, Christian who are in the game development space, whether they're indie, they're for a mid-sized publisher or a large publisher. Um, they're they're all, uh, you know, praying for one another, connecting with each other, lifting each other up in faith. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they accepted me and let me in, which and I barely qualify as a developer in any way, but they did let me in. So I thought that was super nice of them, and they've been very supportive of our channel. Um, also... I had a chance to get connected with some of the folks in one of the channels on Xbox Live just called Christian Gaming. Everybody there has been so, so nice. Uh, And also, again, down with the vision of uniting a lot of the various scattered, smaller Christian gaming, I guess you could say like efforts that have been started, you know? Um, Good news about that is I was talking with their admin uh, for that channel uh, I believe his name is M1 the Hunter. And uh, he was really nice. Very quickly uh, just saw that we were on fire about all of this. And we started chatting about delivering a Bible study on Mixer. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So I always thought I was going to like stream, like I was going to sell out and stream Fortnite. Instead, we're streaming the Bible. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So um, do I need a connect for that? A connect? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't need to connect for anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, 
No, what you need is uh, you can use a regular webcam. As long as it's a USB webcam on an Xbox, you can hook it into one of your slots and okay. it will work. You can actually control if you have a motorized webcam, you can actually even control like the the rotation and the zoom and stuff on it. Looks like I'll be doing some Amazon shopping then. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that too. I'm probably going to pick one up tomorrow. Um, so just in anticipation of that, I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, looking um, forward to that. Yeah, for sure. That is what I've got in terms of community news. So um, hope that dose does you until next time. And let's go ahead and dive right into our marketplace segment. Uh, Profit, it's all you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, from my in- extensive research on the interwebs at various uh, brick-and-mortar and cyber stores, I found the following deals for you. First off is the Microsoft Store. Uh, the best deals I could find were Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe for $12, and that's a wonderful game, a tactical uh, team-based shooter. Uh, basically, one team is a SWAT team that's trying to siege a place on a map that's defended by another team, and it's a fun game. Uh, when it first came out, there wasn't a lot of uh, variety with it. But now, just like many other games that we see these days, they've added to it. And the content is much better. So for $12, that's a great deal. By the way, I'd like to refer to Rainbow Six Siege as the Dark Souls of team-based shooters. It <laughs> is the hardest. It is difficult. The hardest PvP. Anyway, but it's a good game. The, the barriers to entry are <laughs> high. So be ready yeah. to have to practice. Yeah. And next we have Far Cry 5 uh, for $15. If you've never played a Far Cry game before, I highly recommend it. If for no other reason that you can get eviscerated by a turkey. <laughs> so that, that, that in itself is worth the price, I think. That has actually never been said before. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah the turkeys get revenge I'm... in that game. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving revenge... A DLC forthcoming. <laughs> yeah. on that? I, th- I, I, th- I think it's in. I think it's in uh, development. So okay. Next on our list is uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes Bundle One and Two for thirty dollars. Or if you're just looking to just get the sequel and not the first one, Lego Lego Marvel Superheroes Two is for ten dollars. Uh, we have a small indie title called Strider. If you're an old school gamer like we are and ever owned an old school Nintendo Entertainment System, this game will sound familiar. It's a side-scrolling shooter where you're actually using a sword instead of a gun. A very flashy sword at that. So, fun game. Cool. And And it costs $3? $3, yep. Good deal. Awesome. It's like uh, buying a bookmark. It's so cheap. I know. Yeah. 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 I mean, instead of of buying your, like, you know, grande latte at Starbucks – you know, drop, drop drop three bucks for this game, and you'll have yeah, a lot was, of fun. And I was going to say, why too. didn't why didn't one of you guys ask me? There was a great joke opportunity. What's a bookmark? What's a bookmark, Bob? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Says the guy working from from a spiral bound notebook. What's a bookmark? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so and, um, yeah. So, <laughs> at the various stores, first up is GameStop, which is selling Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, which includes all the DLC for twenty bucks. Now I'm not a final I'm not a Final Fantasy guy myself, so I think Mad King could tell us a bit is this if this is a good deal. Yeah, it's actually now they've had it priced this way for a while. Actually, like the last two times I've gone in there, it's been like that. So either it's permanent or it's gonna wrap up soon, which was basically not useful information for you. Um <laughs> but uh the, all the DLC includes all the follow-up episodes 
Uh, so that is episode prompto gladio ignis. Uh, I know there's one more. I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting it. It's obviously not episode Noctis. That wouldn't make any sense since Noctis no. is your hero. But um, the other DLC is called Comrades. It is a uh, actually a multiplayer option for Final Fantasy, which is the first time that's been done in the RPG Final Fantasy space, not as an MMO. Um, so it's it's cool. I, I think for $20, if you've never played a Final Fantasy game and you were looking to break into one, this is a really good one. Like it's action-based, it's not turn-based, but... Um, you know, that's kind of where everything's so, headed. Some people might see that as a negative, though. And you, and you also get a cool car to drive around in, right? You do get a cool and car to upgrade. drive around. Yeah. Actually, isn't the car available in Forza Horizon 4, too? I think it I is. I think so. I think it, it's DLC in Forza. Yeah. Yep. Um, additionally, the Royal Edition, because it's got all the extra DLC ads, if you are a Final Fantasy Triumph um, you know, uh, freak and you want to go after this, you could uh, just look at this as an opportunity to even upgrade your existing install because the DLC itself is actually more expensive than the cost of this collection. So, so yeah. that's a good deal. Yeah, you could do that. And they add super bosses, which is always mm. good. So Nice. Sounds fun. Yeah. And finally, from GameStop, we have Destiny 2, the Forsaken Legendary Collection for $30. Uh, keep in mind, this does not include the current season pass, um, which is the season pass that includes, um, what does it include, Bob? Forge. Um, so it's season of the uh, Forge. Black Armory. Armory. Right. Black Armory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So Black Armory and the other upcoming two. So Joker's Wild and Penumbra. And Penumbra. Yep. Okay. So for this price, you will get the base game of Destiny 2. The Curse of Osiris expansion, the Warmind expansion, and the Forsaken expansion, all for thirty dollars. And there is a lot to do with all those expansions. That is so, so much content. It'll, yeah, yeah, it'll keep you busy for a while. So for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. that's a great deal. Yeah. Um, and Best Buy is selling Forza Horizon Four for thirty dollars. If you're into open world racing simulator games, you can't beat Forza. It's a wonderful game. Amazing graphics, four K. Um, 60 frames per second, um, set in England and Scotland with amazing scenery, fun races, uh, great Easter eggs. Um, so for $30, that's also a great deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Matt King and I, uh, play Forza a lot and it's a, it is a, it is a wonderful game. It is so much fun. Um, I, in, in news, I actually, um, just found out a much, much better, um, money, Mechanic, so I'll have to share that with you sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I should just spoil it right here. Yeah, spoil it. Just spoil share it. it with everybody. Get, get, okay, so, it, so it, it basically what it is is if you're building skill points, um, you bank those, you hang on to them. Like, and what I mean by skill points is like the uh, the uh, car points. You know what I mean? The ones that you can spend on leveling up your car. Yes. Um, you can use those on one particular Porsche to actually you buy the Porsche for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You mm-hmm. can level up the car to a certain point, and actually, it unlocks three hundred thousand dollars for you. Yeah. So you can wash, rinse, repeat that as many times as you want, and you can probably, as long as you have enough ability points available, mm-hmm. you could you could probably make two, three million dollars in probably half an hour. So, now these are fake, but dollars, you've burned all your skill so... points. These are fake dollars. Yeah. Yes. No online gambling on yes. higher score. So 
because we do not condone that here. This ain't CSGO where we're selling weapon skins. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. So that's a, that's a great that's a great money hack. Thanks for the information. Yeah, yeah you bet. All right. And uh, finally, Target is selling Sea of Thieves for $30. It's an open world pirate adventure game. Can't say that I've played it, but that sounds like a good deal. Doesn't it, T-Rex? I have played this game um, briefly, shortly after it came out. So there's no, there. I, my experience did not include any DLC or anything. But uh, my conclusion on the game is that it's not bad, but you want to have a, a good crew. Literally, a crew to to help you run your ship and 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 do the adventures and treasure hunts and all that. Um, it's just better with people. Yeah, yeah. I did hear Although, they backfilled a ton of content into it as well. So mm-hmm. there's more to do now. Yeah, yeah. So for our first review this week from Games with Gold, the free uh, Xbox games with uh, your gold subscription, is Super Bomberman R. This is an update on a classic game that came out in the 90s it's a top-down battle royale the old kind of battle royale basically uh, throw bombs on red bricks to get power-ups and kill your opponent and that's pretty much the gist of it i think i can't tell for the life of me how the winner is decided but uh, your own bombs can kill you and that seems like there's a fair bit of strategy to use uh for when and where to place the bombs and eventually as you play uh these giant pencil looking things fall from the sky and it makes the playing area smaller. Ah, the uh, old some... sky pencils. Yes. 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 <laughs> famous the for sky their pencils. famous for their arena shrinking abilities. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I noted. I did notice that some players can throw uh, more than one bomb at a time. Unfortunately, I couldn't because I was terrible at this game. <laughs> and uh, this is a multiplayer game for now. Uh, when you download it, so you will play against other people online. And uh, my score is meh. Stars. That's a star count. Meh. Yeah. Okay. Meh. Okay. Yeah. First one's uh, free. Second. Right. Yes. The next game, the next game I'm reviewing is called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Now this game, this is a special game. Special. Uh, this is a, this is a, yeah, a very special game. This game is a shameless ripoff of Castlevania. If you don't know what Castlevania is, that's a side scrolling Adventure game from the old school Nintendo Entertainment System, where you play a vampire. If you don't hunter. know what Castlevania is, you are deprived. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by what a B movie ripoff of Castlevania this is. Your weapon is a whip, which needs to be recharged after three uses. Um, the same the opening scene of the game is exactly the same as Castlevania. You open up in the courtyard of a castle, uh, whip some candles, get some items and power ups, and then enter the castle. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pause you right here for a second. I just have to show you this. I'm actually looking at the IGN review of this game right now. Yeah. And literally, they have done such a good job of lining the two games up next to each yeah. other, like yeah. side by side, and showing you the It's like literally, they. this is such a rip, homie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Anyway. Okay. Proceed. Sorry. No worries. No worries. So I actually had to double check to make sure this game wasn't made by some offshoot, off-brand Japanese video company like Komani or something like that. <laughs> the music is such a blatant insult to Castlevania's iconic theme that I thought I'd taken crazy pills and entered a time warp. Um, even the animation of you dying is the exact same as Simon Belmont. The jumps and movements are exactly the same, even though jumps were 
you're trying to go downstairs and you fall off a ledge and die, that's the exact same. I have expected to see a boss named Rubenstein instead of Frankenstein or some other nonsense like that. So, so IGN gave this, I'm just getting to the end here. I swear I'm listening to you because I, yeah. I respect you. Um, so 8.2. 8.2. Even That's though fair. they claim there, you can't, how do you have honor and say yeah. that it's a Castlevania rip? They even yeah. say it in theirs and they're like, it's a Castlevania rip, but it's, it's a pretty good Castlevania rip, so it's 8.2. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like uh, that kind of ripoff where it was like the Transformers and the GoBots. This is like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, this, yeah. game, this game is good for a quick hit of nostalgia. And if you've never played Castlevania on the Nintendo Entertainment System, well, now you can play it on an Xbox, basically. Um, but otherwise, it's mm-hmm. a waste of your time. Yeah. Okay. So my score for this game is Boo Stars. But we are ending we are ending our reviews this week with a great game called Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. This is a great OG Xbox title that I actually don't remember it coming out for the OG Xbox when I had it. Um, it originally came out in 2002, and this is the story of you as a student of Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy. The game is in 4K on Xbox One X, so if you have a compatible TV, the graphics look amazing. Okay. Uh, the coolest part about this game, I think, is the lightsabers. You get to choose the color of the hilt and the blade. And you're not limited to red, blue, and green, as you would think. You can pick orange, yellow, purple, and even the infamous legendary black lightsaber. Is that a thing? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. It feels like it's really involved I know, to, right? to try to get that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. You have to probably like find some Easter egg or something. Do, or did, did, did any of you guys play Star Wars: The Old Republic on not PC? Did not play no, the Old no, Republic. No. I, pl- I played, I played uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah. different. Yeah, Kotor yeah. is really good. I like that game a yeah, lot. Kotor's this was pretty. this was an MMO, and it yes, was. I like, remember it. Yeah, it was like LucasArts' answer to World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's EA forcing Bioware to make an answer to World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. The so trailers were amazing. It actually was a really, really good game, but I remember um all of the cosmetic items in this game, like you would have to become an organ donor to get some of this <laughs> stuff. Like people were paying just to change the color of their lightsaber. It's amazing what yeah. you can make a geek pay. To have yeah. a fake lightsaber um, change colors, but they were they were yeah. really cool. They were like these these like black ones that had like a purple outline on them. It was like there yeah, was yeah. an assortment, but like real world money, like folks mm-hmm. were dropping hundreds of dollars to get the materials. Now you know where that black lightsaber uh, came from, right? I have no idea. That's why I asked you. In in fan fiction of the Star Wars universe, um, uh-huh. there were people who claimed that. Emperor Palpatine used a black lightsaber. So huh. it was it was like the unicorn to find if you could find the black lightsaber in any Star Wars game. And I know they definitely have it in the Force Unleashed. Or like Waldo. You finally found yeah, exactly. Waldo. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of made the, it's, it's kind of a weird thing because if it's a black lightsaber, wouldn't that make it invisible? Or would it be a dark saber? Who knows? Ooh. I see what you yeah. did there. Mm. Yes. So... Um, the main story of the game is pretty much the title. You get to train to be a Jedi, and your choices affect whether you end up being a light side user or a dark side user. Uh, the game looks amazing. It's aged well. 
And another special part of this game, which is awesome with backwards compatibility, is the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, the best benefit I can think of this game being out right now is that Prophet is likely to be playing it. Oh, yeah. Which means you've got, if you find him as your opponent, you've got a guaranteed win. Mm, <laughs> that's debatable. But uh, uh, my score for this game is I have a good feeling about this, stars. <laughs> Back to you, Bad King. <laughs> These numbers. Um, Games with Gold announces the next coming month's titles. On the last Thursday of each month. So we are right now looking at the 22nd. Uh, we still got a few days uh, ahead of us before that happens. So as soon as we have them, we'll flip out some, uh, some feedback to you guys in the form of episode number two. All right, guys, we are going to spend just a little bit of time here on our main discussion around the division beta that T-Rex had an opportunity to get into that we didn't. And, and I'm sure you guys are still jealous I'm about that. I'm super weak. Still waiting for the invite. Uh, I'm not even <laughs> bitter anymore. I'm just sad. Yeah, maybe um, Santa you know. put it in my stocking or something. Or you could sign up for the open beta. <gasps> and how does one do that, T-Rex? How does one do that? You, one goes to the Ubisoft website for the Division 2 and signs up for the open beta that is taking place over the weekend of March 1st to March 4th. Oh, I'm going to be in Australia, so there's point no point for me. Oh, oh that hurts. Yeah, no. I'll send you text. I'll send you picture messages on your phone of how much fun I'm having. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me just make sure I get an international text plan before I go then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, and all you have to say is, I'm in Australia, and then you're cooler. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, my my, co- my cousins told me uh, there are certain things you should never say there, like uh, anything to do with Crocodile Dundee or Outback Steakhouse. Don't ever mention it. <laughs> and um, Fair Dinkum, she told me don't ever say that because nobody says that I'm not even sure there. what that actually means. Uh, fair, fair dinkum means it's all good. Oh. Yeah. Well, Bob's your uncle then. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said don't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bob's your uncle is actually a British thing now. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's a British, yeah, it is. Yeah, which is probably why they don't like it. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, so what was your uh, like your overall experience with it? My overall experience was, was pretty good. I played the first one, and I stopped playing it uh about the time that Underground came out, so I didn't get to play with all the quality of life improvements that came later in the division. But picking up the division two, it was it was it was pretty good. Um, the beta lets you take one character that you don't really get to do any customizing for, and you level them from level one to seven. So it gives you a taste of how to play with the skills, how to deal with leveling up and all the changes in the perks that that, that come with it, and just a, a, a small sampling of the assortment of weapons and equipment that you get to use. Prophet and I actually stuck it out, and we stayed after Underground. Mm-hmm. And the worst part of Division One was actually... Underground. Ah. No, yeah. um, no the, chance. Um, no, just getting lost. Like, literally at one point, I got stuck down there and couldn't get out. And there is no, like, save or return or fast travel. You literally have to make your way back out. And I got stuck in there for, like, three days until I could get a friend to come help me get out. Gosh. It was, like, elite dangerous getting stuck in space with no gas. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. 
What about like the uh, like the dark zone and stuff? Like, the- um, well, there's more than one dark zone apparently. Cool. Uh, part of the beta, you do actually get to go into the lowest tier dark zone, and it plays a lot like the dark zone in the original. You go in, you find some loot, you have to airlift it out. And once you summon that helicopter, everybody and their grandma who's in the dark zone is going to try to come take that stuff from you. Um, And so there's a lot of player killing. Um, Lots of lots of player killing. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it's for, though, right? So that's not bad. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely what it's for. It's just uh, you definitely want to avoid doing that solo if you can. Yeah. And fortunately, if you want a player versus player experience there's a dedicated mode for that it's called conflict mm-hmm. and it's you you get in and it's match made death matches team death match king of the hill your your standard shooter type competitive game types so you don't have to do dark zone if you if you don't want to uh, it's a place to get some great loot if you're fortunate and have a team that can cover you well enough that you can actually get that stuff airlifted out of there um, and it, it's, it, it, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, there's a lot of stuff that was present in the beta that wasn't available. Um, there's, there's clan support and, and a couple of the skills, even the skills from division one, like pulse and the battle shield you can't use yet. Um, so there's a lot that's locked behind the beta wall, I guess you could say, but there's it's it's obviously going to be there for the full game. So, it's going to be exciting to see what how how things are executed and 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 how this turns out. So, based on the beta, you're looking forward to the full release? I am. I am. I thought it was a uh, I was on the fence about it before, but the beta convinced me that I should give this one a try. So you're going to pick it up. I was kind of curious where, like, I've saw, I saw some pictures already online of, of like, D, like the uh, Capitol building in D.C. Is this the whole game in D.C., do you think? I mean, can you get a sense of that from what you played? Um, it seems like the whole game is in D.C. Uh, the very first mission, as soon as you're done picking your character, they dump you into a mission that involves a firefight to stop an attack on the White House, and that makes the White House your base of operations. So instead of a random post office in New York City, your base of operations is the White House. So, mm. and do you see all, Lincoln's all, ghost walking around? No, but you do get to steal the Declaration of Independence out of the National Archives. I would just steal the silverware. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's already probably happened. more valuable at that point. Well, yeah. um, I'm re- I'm originally from DC, so I'm really looking forward to this game. That'll be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Like you don't even need a map. You're like, oh, no, it's no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it would, and something else I thought was interesting is that uh, because society and the government have collapsed, um, nobody's running the National Zoo, so you might see some crazy <laughs> animals running around. Oh, those crazy pandas and their shenanigans. Oh, well, well, I mean, I chased a wolf down like Pennsylvania Avenue for quite some time <laughs> just to see where it would go. <laughs> is that the That's grandma that disappears. was coming after your loot that you were talking about earlier? Because I don't think you should talk about people's grandmas like that. Crazy grandmas in the dark zone, man. You don't want to mess with them. <laughs> I would just give if if a grandma literally came after like my gun, I would just be like, you know what? You seem like a nice lady. Here, have a gun. 
So easiest mugging victim ever. I don't know. Have you been to DC before? <laughs> I have, but it's been a while. <laughs> have you had mugging victims before? Like, how are you qualifying this <laughs> advice? Well, you just said you'd hand your gun over to an old lady. I would. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I could probably move faster than she could point it at me. Just saying. All right. <laughs> anyway, so um, how does the how does the story seem to be telling so far? Um. Well, you don't get much of the story. It's kind of the society and government have collapsed and the it's up to division agents to kind of be cops and army and everything in between. Uh, you, you go out on missions to improve morale of the settlements, mm-hmm. like recovering the Declaration of Independence, or you also just can go out and do um, ambient events like killing off a gang that is trying to execute regular civilians in the middle of the street. There's a lot of little side things, ambient quests, if you want to call them that, um, to do. You walk around for long enough, and you're going to find something interesting to do. So a lot of side quests, which is good. Um, yeah. Is it is it just like three different families of types of challenges, right? Like one where you had to like defend a payload from somebody coming in after it. Another one where you had to go, you know, defeat like a, a you know, like a mini boss or whatever. Is that kind of like what you're talking about on the side quests? There aren't those particular things, mm-hmm. but there are. You can just happen upon an event that's ongoing and and decide to take part. Not necessarily something that you go up and actively do. Oh, so it's, it's more a like, like a the, like a world event, like a public event. Exactly, okay. exactly. I was about to compare it to Destiny public events. Okay, and there's the things that you were just just describing, like the bounty hunts. Bounty hunts are still there. You just have to um, unlock them. I guess you had they're 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 level locked. You have to be a certain level to be able to do them. Uh. I, and I guess that keeps people from getting stuck in stuff they can't win. And there's also an event that is repeatable called the Control Point. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the player goes in and or the player's team goes in and cleans out a building of enemies. And that allows civilians to move in. And then you're now responsible for keeping that building supplied with food and water or else the bad guys can come back in and take it back over. Right, or else you're a slumlord. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, T-Rex, it feels like your take on the game is pretty favorable, like you're going to be doing it? Yeah, yeah. I, I pre-ordered it after playing the beta, so... Ah, got it. That, okay. That, uh, it convinced me. So somebody in Ubisoft was like, mission accomplished. We knew that we were going to send him that trick beta invite and get $100. Right. Well, they didn't get quite that much. I, okay. did, I ordered the basic edition. Oh, okay. But they, oh, but they do have the like a, a $90 special edition. Yeah, that's my problem is when we run into situations like this and I think about how much it costs for like season pass content after the fact, they almost always end up getting me on like the, the deluxe yeah. edition. And, but I fell into that trap in Mass Effect Andromeda. I bought the special edition that came with the season pass and then they killed the franchise. Yeah. Sucker. Ouch. I know. Ouch. I know. So I listen, I always listen, picture learn. myself when it comes to like buying the game with the DLC package layered in. Um, I always feel like a shrewd old man that's just like, Ethel, you have to do it for the savings. You know, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. <laughs> um, but I end up doing that. And like, you know, I that's how I pitch it to my wife, too. I end up like, <laughs> she's like, how much did you pay for that game? I was like, $120. She's like, what? <laughs> 
and then we had. <laughs> it would have been 180 if I'd paid all of it piecemeal. Right. So exactly. So it's either you have. It sounds like I've got two choices. I can either be sort of stupid or really stupid. Either way, there's a certain amount of stupid happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do this. Let's dive right into the mailbag uh, as we come around the horn to wrap up here. We got a couple pieces of listener mail, which I think is fantastic. Thank you for those of you who have written in. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first one comes from, I'm going to hope I get this right, Joselo Adams. And he or she says, talk about sports gaming. It seems like sports games, i.e. FIFA or Madden, get this bad rap. Your typical gamer's repertoire is much bigger than sports games, but for those who are looking for a community based on and supported by those of us who love sports, where do we turn to? Um, I would like to recommend you to ESPN7, uh, which is where all the sports video games are being played. I'm kidding. I don't think... Is there an ESPN7? Probably not. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I, don't think I wouldn't be that. surprised. No, in Dodgeball, they had the Ocho, right? The Ocho. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. a joke. So anyway, so here's what I did. None of none of us know this answer because we don't really, any of us play FIFA or Madden. Um, I have played some FIFA, but never in like a wanting to play with others since. So um, I found a community called Sports Gamers Online, which appears to be a thing. And they have a YouTube channel with almost 200,000 subscribers. And they say community a lot all around the uh, YouTube channel. So I'm pretty sure that there's like some Discord chat or something like that available. So I'd say start there. I, I would say find a group that uh, among that group that you can pl- tolerate playing with and uh, <laughs> go from there. Mm, yeah. Thanks for yeah, the question, yeah. Josielo. Um, Grateful94 writes in, how do you practically intend to carry out your vision in this community? Um, I'm excited and curious to know how and praying continually for God's hand and favor to be over you and your team and this journey. Thanks, Grateful. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. We are thankful for you, Grateful. <laughs> um. So practically is a really interesting word to stick into your question because nothing about this process has been practical so far. Um, I find that we do better when we don't try to approach it from like a practical or a too overly methodical uh, perspective because a lot of the things that as we started to like dive into this space and just kind of spread out a little bit, the things that we're finding that we can do that we should do um, have oftentimes been born out of moments and opportunities in those moments where we can kind of expand the community around those things. For instance, uh, connected just the other day with the Christian Gamers uh, Club on Xbox, somebody asked me, do you have a Discord chat? I said, no, I'll get around to it. And then I immediately felt like I don't want to wait to get that. around to it. I should do Yeah, yeah, I should do it right now. So I went on Discord and I set up a server and I put it in there and a couple of people joined. And um, neither one of them are T-Rex or Prophet. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at on that. But um, the the entire community is planted on the scripture, 1 Corinthians 15.33, which says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So every step we take should answer back to supporting that and um, answering to that. So I feel like as long as you choose a scripture that you're standing on, uh, and you're really missional and you're based around something like that, you really can't go wrong. Um, so we're going to be very vigilant about s- around sticking with the vision. 
Um, right now, um, there's a YouTube channel where reviews are going to be going up. Those are reviews that are family friendly, which means that you can either get a review that doesn't drop a bunch of F-bombs and you don't have to watch somebody like Cacus on YouTube anymore. So you're welcome. Um, um, it's also for families. So like if you're a parent and you want to get a video game review, but you don't want to like have, you know, just all this stuff that a parent really wouldn't understand. Uh, we always, oftentimes we'll stick like a family section toward the tail end of the review. And you can actually, if you have parents that are still helping with buying decisions on games in your home, you can fast forward them to the family section and just say, Hey, these guys think it's a good idea. I do too. You know, show them the whole review if they want to see it. And you know, that might help your family. Um, the, as I said, the discord is just available for chatting. The .com just kind of pulls it all together. So you can get to every bit of our content from the website. Everything in the website radiates out to the other channels. Um, and then of course we have this podcast, which in just a few, honestly, what, like two episodes, I think this one and another one will qualify us to be eligible for iTunes review. So, uh, we'll, yeah, that is legit good stuff. So we're going to be on iTunes, Google Play, yeah. and Spotify. So that's where you can find the show. Um, that is the plan for all of the different channels that we're hoping to occupy and grow the community through. Um, we have seen so many communities online that are Christian gaming communities, and you can do this yourself. You can go Google right now, Christian gaming. Some of these websites that you're seeing are updated most recently in 2015, and they're still at the top of search results. And everyone that we've shared this vision with has said, this is a really good idea. Um, so it's confusing to me how you got a website from four years ago and a whole bunch of people feeling like it's a really good idea at the exact same time. So seems like the timing is just right. So we're going to expand as much as we can, all for the sake of the gospel and for um, you know, building this community to accomplish that. So, uh, thank you for asking. Thank you, Grateful. Aw. Stefan asks, what is your all-time favorite game and why? Real quick, I'm not trying to sidestep this one, but Stefan, I got some good news for you. We were thinking about you already. So, just like the Lord and your time on the earth, we, we, are, already, we, already, we already knew, knew you, Stephen. So, um, we made episode number zero uh, exactly for this reason. So, um, at, we had a roundtable discussion on that precise question. Yeah, yeah. Favorite game and why. And we talked about what we're playing right now. Um, and what the show's all about. So there you go. Um, thanks for asking, and that helps everybody else to find it. So thanks, Stefan. And our favorite game is definitely not Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Um, I can't tell you what my favorite game is, but I can tell you what it isn't. <laughs> Super yeah. Bomberman R. Yeah. So Donut Monkey <laughs> writes in. By the way, yeah. it's uh, it's zeros for O's, which is just fantastic because and now two I, Y's at the end. I see the donuts. Uh, so he writes in, says, uh, "Hey guys, super encouraged by what you're doing. Thank you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you." Um, my question is this: When you're playing a game that asks you to pick a deity or blatantly praises another deity, how does that sit with you spiritually? Um, I have spoken a heck of a lot this episode, so I'm going to lay back on this one. What about, uh, what about you, Prophet? What do you think? Um, when I'm playing a video game, it's rare that, uh, I get caught up in wondering, okay, is this the right kind of game I should be playing? It's only happened maybe once. And that was with a game called Bayonetta. Uh, basically you're playing as a witch who's fighting angels 
and trying to kill them and defeat them for some purpose. And if you die in the game, you get dragged to hell. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm, that's kind of odd. So didn't feel comfortable playing it. So I pretty much stopped. Um, and then in terms of other games where it could be considered questionable, depending on your your walk and your faith, um, I think a great example of this is The Witcher 3. That's an awesome game. And um, it's about a monster hunter. And you have to basically go out, take contracts on these monsters from various people and help a poor village who's having troubles with a monster, right? And this is going to be spoiler-free, so one of these particular missions, there's a monster you have to take care of, and the actual mission is an incredible, incredibly deep uh, commentary on a certain kind of, I would say, mm, religious issue. And if you've played this game before, you know exactly what mission I'm talking about. And it makes you think about, you know, the nature of the soul of a human being. So in a weird uh, roundabout way, it made me think about our immortal, immortal souls. So I think that's a good thing. It never made me question my faith or anything like that. So, yeah, you know, I had no problem with it. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there are other games that have some sort of demonic influence that I probably wouldn't play um you know i think one example um, well, that comes to mind because we played this together was uh eso yeah uh, yeah for a while mm -hmm. yeah so they were um there was always like a boon you could get you know like a like a perma buff that you could uh activate and you'd have to like do a tribute to a shrine of some and sort for those who may not know eso means elder scrolls online yes elder scrolls online so i would say this um if if you have an opportunity to actually enjoy that game and not engage in the virtual activity that, you know, the game is pointing you toward and you just feel like that saves you from potential compromise in any way, um, then don't do Idolatry Simulator 2.0, right? But at the same time, um, a lot of these games will force you through a door and say that the only way through to the rest of this content is you have to pick a deity now. And until you pick the deity, you can't advance the storyline. So you're going to find yourself in a position like this. If it makes you uncomfortable, um, then who is anyone to be judgmental of your convictions? So if the Holy Spirit is working on you to say that this is an area where God just loves you so much that he knows that if this is something you were exposed to, you may falter. So for you, your conviction might be a little bit stronger in this area because God knows that you have to avoid that. For somebody else, it may not necessarily be so. What, what about you, T-Rex? Well, I am amazed that we get a theological question like this out of someone with a name like Donut Monkey. So thanks <laughs> for that. That's pretty awesome, dude. Um, but to, to the question, um, this happens a lot in RPGs, and that happens to be a personal favorite genre of mine. So this question is really interesting for me. Um, it's been my experience that this sort of thing is usually just for flavor or as an excuse to give characters certain bonuses or abilities. Um, and I think the most important thing is to recognize that no matter how immersive a game actually might be, it's not really you. Um, it may it may ask you to make the choice, but you're still making that choice as a fictional character in this fictional world that someone else has written. Um 
and and I and I do and I do agree that with with Mad King Bob that there is a certain skirting of idolatry simulator, but I think it's up to the individual player if if, if the game makes you feel uncomfortable or convicted in some way, then maybe it's not a, the best game to play. Yeah, I would say even more pointed than that. Just if it makes you feel convicted, just don't do it. it there's there's no there's no price worth paying to override your personal convictions. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and there and there is a there is a reason you feel that way. It's not an accident. Yeah. So um. So awesome, great, super deep question. Thanks for the question, to Donut do Monkey. Super, yeah. Thank you. And finally. Zaconius writes in, hey, Zaconius, um, what is the greatest Battle Royale style game and why is it Tetris 99? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of think um, he knows the answer to, the, to that I mean, question before he asks yeah, so, it. Yeah, he's definitely cheating. Yeah. So um, this one gives me the LOLs. So uh, how I don't I don't know how you answer this with a question like that. I guess I guess I would just say that Tetris 99, I had to check it out because I'm not a Switch guy, but it looks really, really awesome. Yeah. Actually. Um, Prophet, you you play it, right? Yes, I have it on I have it on my Switch. Yes. It is a very, very fun game. You're playing against 99 other players in a game of Tetris. Um, and you the cool thing about the game is you have your screen in front of your uh, Tetris board in front of you, but in the background in a faded kind of like effect you can see all the other 99 competitors and what they're doing and what they're up to. So you can send like um, lines to other players, depending on how well you're playing to make their board harder. They can do the same to you. You know, it, it's just a free for all and it's tense. Dude, it's tense. I saw some of the let's so, play videos with that, like where the guys actually won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody who beats 99 other Tetris players is yeah. already terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, Whoever that is, but, is a beast. Yep. Dude. Whoever's good enough to beat 99 other players and then also good enough to stream mm-hmm. it. Um, mm. Respect. Respect. You, you, yeah. You're not beating them. Mad, mad respect. So, um, okay. So let me de-jokeify the question just a little bit. What is the greatest Battle Royale style game? Um, let's pretend for a second Tetris 99 doesn't exist. Which one is it? Well, clearly it's the uh, Royal Rumble from WrestleMania 2 where Andre the Giant threw Red Hitman Hearts <laughs> onto Jim the Anvil Neidhart to win the Royal Rumble. Clearly. Okay, so, there's, there's, okay, so we're not going to remove the joke from this question. That's fine. Uh, I see how it is. I, I think um, Apex is, is up there. Um, I, I can't get into PUBG. And I, I never got into Fortnite, but Apex is one that you can get into. Or at least I could get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, we have so many people that are listeners that actually play Fortnite, and I would never be disrespectful to their preference in such an overt way. Um, I would do it under my breath. <laughs> so what I what I would say, though, is, is this, uh, for real. Um, Fortnite, for me, just never worked only because of the building mechanic, and I was terrible at it. I was really disorganized. I couldn't multitask well enough. To always remember to be carrying resources and then be looking for weapons, looking for armor, dealing with whatever the flavor of the month uh, kind of component was in the game, uh, whether it was the um, you know the the moon juice that made you jump higher or it was you know any one of other 
uh, sort of seasonal things that they would do. Plus, it was really frustrating um, to shoot a guy, and then he turns into like an eight-story building. Right? <laughs> That's true. Um, so that was the challenge for me. Um, one of my friends did put me onto speed building mode, which helped out a lot, but I never got the skill developed of turning into a building when I got shot at. So, <laughs> um, uh, So because of that and all of the other really cool innovations that they've made at respawn actually um i like apex legends as well i think it's got a solid future the gunplay feels really good it's from titanfall yeah um all the weapons were immediately familiar to me with uh which i thought kind of felt like coming home in a very sort of strange way because i miss the days of when titanfall was alive and breathing and doing super well you know yeah more nostalgia for me on that answer than anything else but um Profit, and you don't even really play these. So. Nah, not really. But I'll re-download Apex Legends just to uh, yeah. see what so, the big hullabaloo is. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up this week. So let's take one second um, and just go through the different ways you can already connect and engage with us. I'll start this time with HigherScoreGaming.com. You can find all of our content there. So if you're going to start somewhere, you might want to start there. Uh, it can link you to the YouTube channel uh, where we're doing uh, family-friendly video game reviews. Uh, we can also uh, steer you from there over to the Discord server, uh, which is brand, brand new. There's a link. You can just click it. Um, additionally, what else are we doing? This podcast, this po- these podcast episodes are on the website as well. Uh, even though in just a couple weeks we're going to be uh, leading out on iTunes and uh, Spotify and Google Play. You can follow us on Twitter. Hey, you can do that. Yeah, and the uh, Twitter handle is at a higher score. So thanks for that, uh, Prophet. I was going to forget that. Yep. And so, then, of course, there's always Xbox Live. Yes, yes. And let's go through some gamer tags here. So I am Mad King Bob. No spaces, just like it sounds. And I am Trucidus Rex, T-R-U-C-I-D-U-S space R-E-X. And clear the way for the Prophet of Rage. That's P-R-0-P-H-3-T-0-F, Rage. (laughs) Nice. And that's all one word, right? All one word. All right, perfect. All right, until next time, I was Mad King Bob. I was Trucidus Rex, a.k.a. T-Rex. And I was the Prophet of Rage. All right, and this was episode number one of A Higher Score. Thanks a lot, God bless, and see you guys next time. God bless you guys. Second game is called Curse of the Moon Review. Now this game, well, no, it's uh, called, this is the second game is called cur- Bloodstained oh, Curse. Right. Of the Moon. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna read are you gonna read this straight down or are we gonna cut into it a little no. bit? Yeah, you can cut in. Cut in when you feel like. Well, it. no, I'm saying, are you gonna cut this down this segment? Are you going to remove some of from this. the material? Yeah. Oh, I'm kind, you, I'm kind of just I'm kind of just winging it. Yeah, wander around it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just hit the hit the high spots. All right. Okay. So the next game is Bloodstained Curse of the Mune. Curse of the Mew Mew. Curse uh, of the Mew Mew. Curse of the Mew Mew.
Uh, where's my motivation? Okay.